Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. And now I face another returning guest, Sandra Dinka, who, while different in so many ways, not only forgives me for and sees past my weirdness, but also embraces our similarities and calls me her friend. In fact, shout-outs, we had coffee just the other morning, which was delightful. And I adore Sandra's spirit, her struggles, her passions. If you listen to episode 36, Sandra was facing the latter half of being KW Miss Oktoberfest 18, and that coming to an end. We, we meet up with her again, this time on the other side, figuring out what's next. You can see on her Instagram that she's breaking through and in cahoots with Tiffany Smith Miller and slowly building an empire to call her own. We go now to November 21st with Sandra Dinka. I, 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 don't, I don't think of you this way, but there's an aspect of how kind you are and how good you are at speaking. And I just mean like... Are you going to make me cry in the first minute of this podcast? Not... If you keep listening, I'm going to go to a Conan O'Brien-y place. Okay. But... The, well, I do think highly of you. You know that, right? Thank you. Thank you. And, and I will, I will, I'll say nice things to make you cry if I can. Like, <laughs> now that I know that if that works. I don't, but, I don't really want to cry, but... <laughs> I, I, don't, I know everyone is is not some kind of 90s stereotype of 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 class when it comes to behavior but i do hold you in a, a high regard as someone who's who's kind and, and and knows how to behave and is um but the the idea of being a public figure might these days do you, do you remember the the aura that martha stewart had in the 90s like before she ever got in trouble like martha stewart was like this very clean mm-hmm. very very clean yes very if proper, you say that is me no no <laughs> okay. no no no. but <laughs> because i have if you there's carry one yourself thing on a level in your own way that's elevated and not that's not me putting you on a pedestal but there's this idea that the amazing irony the fun thing that i would love to see as a gag you posting something or being in a picture with me someday where you're chomping on a burrito <laughs> with like some some beef on your cheek <laughs> and like washing it down with Colt 45 in a brown paper bag. I love it. Because that's not how, how high could we take the animation of the idea of you being like a proper clean person? Because, I mean, you asked me before this, can, can I swear on this motherfucker? <laughs> and I'm I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, because like. <laughs> The idea of like subjecting someone is absurd to an idea of something or some kind of weird pedestal. It's but okay. Like- I, so basically what you're saying is that you want to take a selfie with me eating a burrito. We're both being like gangster and like. I love it. Let's yeah. do it. I'm in. I'm totally in. I love burritos. Or just like <laughs> a story where we both eat a burrito, swig some Colt 45 and, and like do some gang signs and burp. That's that's it. <laughs> it's so interesting that you say that. I mean, thank you for the compliment, but I, <laughs> I think I don't know that I've ever in my life been compared to Martha Stewart. You're, I don't think you're like Martha Stewart in any other way that than being I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time. Okay. I know. 
But it's funny that you say that because my whole thing during the this year of being a public figure, your words, I just wanted people to know that it was attainable and that anybody could do it. So if I ever made it feel like it was out of reach or other like anything like that, I um, I didn't achieve my goal. <laughs> All right, well, you're a complete failure. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. <laughs> no, I'm... Um, uh, you should 100% leave that in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Again, something that you might have already cried. I don't want to overlap on anything. You know what? If we, if we overlap, that just means that people needed to hear it. Yeah, but they're, they're like, I put this thing on people I don't know that they won't be interested in like hearing that conversation on this when they can already get it on a much better well, that's their problem. Well, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Overlap and then we'll see where it goes this time. Who knows? As a sequel, we've done this before. We've met before. Mm-hmm. And you were nice enough to let me be a ticket taker for this really <laughs> cool event and, and be a part of the gang while I so was So we're there. friends. Come yeah. on, just say it. <laughs> I was reaching for something I couldn't find. But yes, we're friends. <laughs> I wanted to tackle part two. Part one was we discovered in the interview with Sandra, not Miss Oktoberfest, what you experienced. What was the journey of becoming literally and internally? Yeah. Now we get part two. Right. That wasn't really a goal. I just wanted to see you and talk to you again. But we do get now in November 2019 a little insight into where you are right now. Was it as bad as you thought it would be that transition and like... You seem fine to me. <laughs> you talk now. So the I love your is, heart. The, <laughs> the answer is no. I, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I will say, though, that is common in life, right? The anticipation right. of something oftentimes can be much more intense than the actual happening of it. Right. Essentially, for the last nine months of the 12 that I was Miss Oktoberfest, I spent so much time worrying about, oh my gosh, it's going to end. I love being Miss O. How You're am pregnant I? with grief. Yeah. Because you said <laughs> <What>? nine months. <laughs> what? I get it. I get it. At the it. end of life. Okay. Um, so I think for nine months, I, I was there was a lot of fear of the unknown and I was worried about who I was and my identity and all of these things. And I was afraid, essentially, that my life was not going to be as good because this one thing was going to be taken away from it. So there's two things I want to say about that. Number one is you get to decide. You get to decide. You get to choose your life. I mean this from my heart. I genuinely feel sorry for people who have had an amazing experience and have already told themselves that nothing in life will ever be better because it's just a downhill slope from there, right? So I refuse to believe that this is going to be the best experience of my life. Do I think it's going to be a highlight of my life? 100%. Am I grateful for it? Of course. Do I miss it? Yes. But I get to decide if I want to live a life that I love, then I get to design that. I'm not saying it's easy and I'm not even saying I know what that looks like yet. But I have come to terms with the fact I get to choose what I do next, you know. So that is one big thing. The other thing, too, that was really interesting to me is basically how it worked was I had this the goodbye gala, right? Let's call it. So the new Miss O gets crowned and I get to give my farewell speech. It was like clockwork. It was crazy. 
I spent so much time leading up to this event. Like, I don't want it to happen. I don't want it to happen because this is the basically final night of me being in this role, whatever. So much so that I actually didn't write my speech until the night before because I couldn't bring myself to reminisce about all of the amazing things. I just couldn't do it. It was too emotional. I wrote this speech at one o'clock in the morning and the second I finished it, it was like you a release. hammered drown. No, <laughs> I was not. It was like a release. And I was like, I am going to be okay. I am yeah. Sandra. As Michaela, the, the Miss Oktoberfest before me, so Miss Oktoberfest 2017 told me, obviously she went through the exact same struggles I did. She told me it's a gift. It's a gift that we're given. It was never ours to keep. And now we get to give it to someone else. And that's yeah. like the most beautiful thing, right? Yeah. Why would I, if I've had this gift... And I've gotten so much out of it. Why wouldn't I give it to someone else? Not that I have the choice. I had to, but you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. it's, it's just, I get to mentor and speak into the life of another woman to do the same thing. There were parts of that where I was like, that's so Tony Stark and Iron Man three. Cause he built this suit that could allow him to do anything. And then in Iron Man three, he doesn't have a suit anymore. Who is he? Yeah. How can he fight yeah. evil? I'm Iron Man. That's right. There You're, you go. <laughs> Iron woman or Iron person, Iron human. I don't see things through that lens. But The first song on this episode is Cover Girl by the lovely Layla. It's a RuPaul cover. And this version, I got to say, has got some serious swagger. I love it. I love Greenlight Arts and, and Layla and all involved. But I've been so busy working and packing and buying stuff for the move that Unfortunately, getting to see a very Layla Christmas part duh, was not something I was able to do, though personally invited. So all of my adoration and I couldn't make it. Apologies accepted, I believe, hopefully. I'm spinning this track now from the EP I bought. You can get it on iTunes, Spotify, all that jazz. This is Layla with Cover Girl. Start your engine and make the best Persian V. Stroll down the runway in another payday cover of magazine. And when they see me, they want to be me. I am the fantasy. Cover girl, put the bass in your rock. Head to toe, let the whole body talking. Cover girl, put the bass in your rock. Head to toe, let your whole body talk. Two grandmas Chinese, red carpet TV, Vale my limousine. A box office sweetie, an Oscar nominee. Now watch me snatch trophy, snatch game. Call again, put the bass in your rock. Head to toe, let your whole body talking. Call again, put the bass in your rock. Head to toe, let your whole body talk Walk, now walk Walk, now walk and what? Walk, now walk Walk, now walk and what? Come again, put the bass in your walk Head to toe, let your whole body talking Come again, put the bass in your walk Head to toe, let your whole body talk If you can't love yourself How in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen for luck up in here? Chante, you stay Sashay, away 
I guess from a watcher standpoint, what I gleam to be the most interesting part of that story where the, the main character, yes, you're in a movie in my mind. That's how I played out. <laughs> yeah, I'm October. okay with that. If I was to project myself into that role, the part that I would get the most out of is the journey of an ending. Like, I don't want to trample on anything I said before, but I really feel like you or anyone would get the most out of the experience of the ending of it. I think I get what you're saying. I think if it went on forever, you wouldn't see the value in it, right? And it wouldn't, it's just, like you said, you wouldn't have a reason to grow. Right. What do you get out of losing something? That's really good perspective. How much fucking better do you get back up after each consecutive time you fall down in life? Mm -hmm. How much time do you spend analyzing how you feel when you are down? Yeah. Um, I love it. I'm like Jesus in a way. uh, Sort of, yeah. (laughs) You want to start the next thing that will have whatever type of longevity you want to. That is the release I was talking about. The second I finished my speech, it was like the perfect moment. I couldn't have asked for a better reaction from the crowd and everything lined up so perfectly in that moment. Basically until now, I have been so excited about figuring out what's next for a couple of reasons. Number one, because it happened, I got to go through it and I have so many tools and skills now that I have gained through it. A huge network. I'm ready. I'm just ready. Like I'm ready to move on and figure out what's next. So yeah, I'm just excited. I'm so excited about life. It makes me so happy because this is what I was afraid of. I was afraid of these moments and I was afraid of not being fulfilled and finding joy and all of those things. And here I am and I'm just so excited. I wake up every morning and I'm like, okay, what is on the docket today? You know, like here, this is so fun. Don't you just want to like say like fucking punk rock, like, (laughs) like the idea of that feeling like nothing's over. Like as long as I live, I'm doing shit that matters. Exactly. Fuck you to the construct of the idea of whatever planted a seed that it was any different than that yeah. in your mind. Like who, who are the architects of our doubt? Yeah. Who, who's putting that shit? And I know. so one word that you do, or I have heard you running around shitting out. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but there, there, there's a word of, um, of worth worthiness, mm-hmm. uh, worthy part of your dialogue mm-hmm. on Instagram yeah. is a, a sense of, of, of worthiness of, yeah. of whatever, of, Am, am I worthy enough to have joy, acceptance, yeah. love, yeah. success, yeah. Uh, whatever the fuck? Wow. <laughs> Just get there. Just fucking get there, dude. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's too early. Uh, the thing that I wanted to bring to you, finally, <laughs> I'm going to take a shortcut, is the idea that we're living our lives and we don't feel worthy. And why the fuck don't we? We're not born feeling unworthy. Mm-hmm. So who were the bosses of the company that produced Sandra's self-doubt? <laughs> Oof. Real deep. Um, I go. That's, yeah, no. I don't I pull like any punches. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> right I, for the jugular. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, man, I am still figuring it out, actually. It's so funny how we don't realize our brains are, we don't realize our brains are programmed, right? Yeah. Until you realize it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, the way I view the world, again, 
I am the only one who's capable of changing that, right? So I don't know. It's not that I would ever place blame on anyone for the doubts or fears or unworthiness that I feel, but definitely the way experiences that we go through in our lives, I think are catalysts to that. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing for me is I always growing up knew in my mind that I was going to be a professional tennis player and anything short of that just never makes me feel worthy. There I said it. So even the Miss Oktoberfest journey and all of these amazing things that I am so excited about. Sometimes I have days where I still am like, this is great, but it's not as great as it could have been or should be or whatever. Right. So that is where a lot of it stems from for me. Now, again, that's a programming that I just have to shift in my mind. And I say that as someone who is still figuring out how to do that, not as someone who's, oh, yeah, it's just so easy. Reprogram your brain and forget all the things. (laughs) It's hard. Yeah, we we promise ourselves the idea of something. Mm -hmm. And even if even people who get the real thing never feel complete because like, you know, yeah. What would it feel like to have a million dollars? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. do you want a million dollars? Yeah. Well, fuck yeah, I do. Yeah. It's, but like, yeah. It's like the most cliche saying in the world, right? That people will tell you all the time that money doesn't bring you happiness or, or success doesn't bring you happiness because you have to be whole before you get there. And so I don't know if we talked about this on the last podcast or not, but one of the things that I really like to remind myself of is be the kind of person you want to be when you reach those destinations that you're aiming for. Right. So if I do want to be financially free in that moment, I know I want to be a generous person. Maybe I'm not, I don't have what I would consider financial freedom right now, but I can still be generous because with what I have, right? Or if you want to be in a position where you're a leader speaking life into people, I think so many of us, myself included, feel like we have to reach a certain destination before we can start doing those types of things. And that's not true. I don't need to have a job that pays me a million dollars a month (laughs) or um, have a hundred thousand followers or own my own home or whatever to do those things and to help people actually do those things either. Right. So yeah. It's funny because, you know, if you were to talk about the value of, of being seen, I'm not referencing anything on your story (laughs) uh, versus the value of life experience. I mean, he's referencing on social media the other day, I posted a quote that said, it's not about something along the lines of it's not about um, feeling alive. It's about right. feeling seen. I wish more people would talk about it. I think the reason we don't is because it sounds cocky or self-promoting or whatever. But feeling seen looks different to different people. There are right? so many, yeah, there yeah. are infinite definitions right. of that. And so for one person, it might be they do crave attention and want to be on yeah. stage or whatever. For another person, it could be like they want to have a one-on-one coffee date with their best friend once a week and that's feeling seen to them, right? Oh, so, um, so you know how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just call a motherfucker now. Then. But no, yeah, my point was I had to reread that because the first time I read it, I was like, no, no. I've done that too. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I remember I went, holy shit, I have, I, I have like an actual 
media person on on the show when I when I just because like you know Amanda Muse is really successful and I'm like holy shit I just shit on everyone else who's been on the podcast because I didn't mean it that way yeah sorry yeah I had to reread that quote because I I didn't really at first agree with it and then the more I thought about it the more I was like yeah because we have this kind of preconceived idea of what being seen means yeah and at the end of the day like if we want to get into the nitty-gritty always People, when they don't feel seen, they feel very lonely Mm -hmm. and they feel unfulfilled and they feel unworthy. Being seen is not always physically being seen. For some people, it might be. I don't know what the answer to your question is, though, because that's a hard one. Like, I, I think so many people put so much time, basically invest themselves in their life's work. And sometimes it doesn't make it if we're talking about the universe of what being seen could mean, and I'm just extrapolating that from the first thing that you said, because I make choices. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who places a high value in being seen by this definition, no attention is bad attention. Mm -hmm. So if if someone wants attention badly enough, they'll do bad things to people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like that's what being seen means to them. Yeah. So, if they're just talking about like being seen is important to me, so that's I, different from yeah, wait, you're right. you're like punching people on right. the street and in the nuts right. for yeah. attention. Yeah. But being seen to me means right. knowing that my friends want to know if I'm alive from time to time. And I and think <laughs> I think that's where that quote can probably be misinterpreted. But obviously there's constructive and yeah. <laughs> destructive yeah. behavior. And um I would argue that people who have that type of destructive behavior aren't being seen. And so therefore they are acting out on that. Yeah. I think there's a complete difference between a narcissist. That's like the far end of the, the bad definition of being seen to what I perceive my truth to be a human's need to both be self-aware but also the human need to exist with others. Right. Like we fucking need people. We do, yeah. As, as misanthropic as we can yeah. get sometimes. Yeah. As, I mean, the reason I did this podcast when I was in the factory, and yeah, of course, I could have made f- friends with the people in the factory, but I worked alone anyway. Yeah. The podcast was my route to being seen. Yeah. To being seen by the, by the S-C-N-E-N-E scene. <laughs> and also doing something that was uh, that could be seen by other people. Right. If, it, if it was just for me, why would I need to put it on the internet? It's fucking important. And, it, and it's important that people don't, don't misconstrue you saying that or mm-hmm. anyone else saying that as yeah. some kind of weird thing. Cause it also is important to feel alive. Like it's yeah. all true yeah. in some way. Yeah. You're right. I, I, you're a good person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I think I have spent so much time, we're talking about social media, but just in general, I've spent so much time investing into encouraging people to feel worthy and and loved and spread kindness and all of those things. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to post controversial things just like anybody else, right? And it's crazy that- Well, controversial th- by whose definition, right? Exactly. Right? Not yours? Exactly. Or- so when I posted that, I was thinking that it might tick some people off, but at the same time- if they're offended by that, then they don't know my heart right? behind what I'm trying to say, you know? Right. And again, that's not on me. That's on them. Yeah. the I think the more you you can be, then the less people that you have 
quote unquote along for the ride that aren't really with you because if they're along for the ride, whatever is true about you, you don't really lose someone who disagrees with you so much on one thing that they're like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And again, like probably no one got offended and it's just another perception in my head that could of something that could have happened. Maybe, <laughs> which maybe, we do. Maybe Sandra, what you need is like a million of follow weather, fickle, zero taste having whatever's that, you know, in effect transitions what you do and put out there into being robotic and no. and and no that'll never be flavorless me. nope i'll that'll never be me you, you deserve a thousand to a million true fans <laughs> true fans being the the showbiz wash away term for people who are on board for sandra's yeah words and your story amen <laughs> let's pop the champagne that was just so good nailed it sorry um okay well we're gonna take a break now and go to the second song and then we'll come back for the second half of the, of the show can't wait song two baby is by none other than my good friends the amazing ophelia syndrome this song is called stay and this is also one you can find on uh, Spotify, iTunes, also available on Compact Disc. And I insist once again, support the artists. And I mean that both morally and monetarily. This isn't let the sun shine in, the sun shine in. This, these are hard times. Artists are starving out there. Stay. Biophilia Syndrome. Dig it. Buy it. Groove. With it. Like you wanna stay Let's pretend we are okay The time it took to fall in love Was insurmountable to call the bluff time it took to forget you would be easier if you want you I'm banging on your door again even though I won't come in I don't know where I should be just hold me like you
pretend we are okay We could try to talk it out We've been here before and never worked out Let's We're going back now to the conversation currently in progress with uh, Woo. Sandra Dinka and I. And Ooh, I, you pronounced my last name right. You helped me because I didn't know. A lot of people don't actually. Did they Sorry say to Dinka? Cut you off. Yeah, I don't like that. It's Dinka. There's never been a Dinka. <laughs> Not here. <laughs> <laughs> there are people out there with the last name like Fuck, like P U H U C K. We're coming back, and I th- I think I feel like we've covered a lot of like heavier ground let's do an endorsement okay. to something that you haven't described the form of i don't know did we shit okay well <laughs> whatever but you and i are here on november 21st talking <laughs> uh have you got your christmas lights up yet november I, 21st i mean <laughs> december 10th I don't we know. have started decorating our house i hope we are going to get a christmas tree this weekend and when I say we, I mean me and my mom, because I live with my mom. And with all due respect, not everyone celebrates Christmas, but in 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 our cases, yeah. even like whatever the true meaning of Christmas is, is like whatever. But for me, it's like people and Christmas lights and yeah. Santa Claus and Christmas songs. Is that a thing that you feel warm about when it happens? Yeah, do you, I do you love get into it. It's, it is my favorite time of year. I'm one of those people that could listen to Christmas music all year long and not get yeah. sick of it. My family makes fun of me. My friends make fun of me because I sing Christmas songs all year long. Um, and you won't for the podcast. It's No, I absolutely <laughs> will not. Nobody wants to hear me sing. Trust me. What about, me like, we'll, we'll play we'll, we'll play and sing a song off mic, but like, I'll get the mics going. <laughs> no, no, singing. seriously. I'm not like, singing. This you is and a I trap and I'm not singing. It won't be recorded. It's just for you and I in nope. the room to remember that You're we sang together. But like, seriously, I'll record it. Like, <laughs> nope. Okay, no fine. dice. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's I'm so I'm such a Christmas person, and I do also respect the fact that Christmas isn't like that for everybody. Mm-hmm. I remember the first year my parents got divorced when I was in my twenties. Um, still, I'm in my twenties, but I remember the first year after it was kind of weird. I mean, it was not kind of weird. It was weird and it was hard, and so I totally can see how when families have been broken or traumatic events have happened or anything like that, or you know what? Like there doesn't even have to be a reason. Yeah. Some people could just not, it doesn't have to be their thing, but I personally, I just, I love it. Yeah. Christmas all year. Some say, and it's been true for me before where it's like, if you're having a rough time, the holidays and elements of what happens during the yeah. Christmas holidays, they just sort yeah. of magnify. Yeah. Cause like everyone's, if you, if you feel isolated mm-hmm. or unseen, everyone else who is, right. who is together with people and being seen social media doesn't help because you can see people having a good time. And if you're having a bad time yeah. at Christmas, yeah. it's like the self-destruction demons are yeah. like having a party. It's, it's <laughs> definitely hard. I think I say it all the time. Comparison is the thief of joy. So in that case, I would just say, turn your phone off. Well, that's the uh, word that yeah. you, you nailed it. Like yeah. comparison is like the button that 
we don't know we're pressing. Yeah. When we get Christmas pressing yeah. or the mad, yeah. the sads or yeah. whatever. It's so hard. It's I have two completely different schools of thought on this and I, I agree with both to an extent, but I'm such a firm believer and we are in control of our actions and we're in control of how we react to, th- to things. So we can't control what's happening around us. Yeah. And so I would never want people not to share things that make them happy. I talk about that all the time on on my social media. But if it's something that is really bothering you, or it, let's just say it was me, if it was something that was really bothering me, I would f- try to figure out why and remove myself from it. And I have done that. I've taken right. breaks from social media. And I think it's so important too, because when you get lost in comparing yourself, it really, really messes with your head. Yeah. So, yeah. In an ideal world, no one ever falls off the wagon of strength and positivity. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, in an ideal world. In an ideal world, it's, it's, but like, again, like I, like I say for myself, what's true is like development comes from learning how to get back up. It's not like people, ugh, fuck. There, there are songwriters out there who are like, I got to go out there and, and be destructive so that I can learn from it and write a song about it. I'm like, did you realize how ridiculous yeah. that that sounds? Yeah. And the idea of like, well, the point is not to make an effort to be sad. Yeah. But the, the thing is that life in its natural course, and this is what's true to me, is a constant rotation of you at your best and upsets yeah. and bad things happening. And you getting down on you, the royal you, getting down on yourself, the hero is the one who gets up and learns from it as opposed to someone who's a martyr and and thinks that like, you know, who turns into bah humbug. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Everybody goes through struggles. That's the thing. There's not one person in this world that doesn't go through struggles. And I think talking about it and dealing with it is like you said, personal development, but what makes you stronger. And also I just think that people need to share more about it because if you're feeling it, someone else is feeling it too. And they, yeah. and that helps people not feel alone, Yeah, which is, I think what we were originally talking about. We, we, we mentioned <laughs> in the last podcast, like the idea of being able to put out there, I'm experiencing sadness yeah. right now. Yeah. And I feel better that I'm explaining why. That's right. That's right. Cause we talked about when I cried in my Instagram stories (laughs) and feeling sad right now out there is something that people can relate to. Yeah. If they're feeling sad at the same time. And then you just keep on adding chapters. Like I was feeling sad then if you saw that. Yeah. Um, and you could still, still watch it, but know that I'm doing better now. And then the next thing is like, I'm back on top. And then the next week is I'm so fucking sad again. Yeah. But it's like, someone that might judge them for falling back down i'm like well that no that's that's another good step if you know how to i don't know it's yeah i heard i heard a quote once that um or i read a quote once that said if you're not failing are you really trying and uh, that is a truth bomb (laughs) for sure because it's true if you're if you're going after things in life that you want your dreams your goals whatever happiness whatever you're chasing if you're not failing then are you really giving it your all right for context on november 20th it was established on sandra Dinka's social media there would be a online uh, experience right in which you could share your truths and wisdom and 
potentially inspire people and get them hooked on them good drugs that is positivity <laughs> and strength and, and uh, you know, the word we were just discussing. Worthiness. Worthiness and, and resilience. Resilience. And, and all these things, which, of course, uh, we've established that you'll be getting from a Miss Oktoberfest, but more so a great person. And Thank you. But, but this is now you're teaming up with someone else yeah. that you you admire yeah. who is a champion. Uh, sorry, I, I'm... Yeah, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll uh, take I'll over <laughs> and, 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 and just uh, don't stop. So I actually met this woman through Oktoberfest. Um, she is a business owner and also a sponsor and all she's amazing. But I met her a year ago and just kind of clicked. We clicked. We never really had an in-depth conversation until yesterday, but... I look up to her because she's a business owner. She is very real and she is filterless, self-proclaimed filterless friend. (laughs) And I just someone that I want to be like, you know, I never want to be someone who has success and acts like it's easy to get there or it's all roses and daisies. I always want to be real. That is my word. If I had to pick one word or two words, it would be raw and real. And so I really, really admire her for that more than anything. And then also also all of the other things I mentioned. Um, she's basically built her business. Like she's very, very successful in what she does and built it from the ground up on her own. Just an amazing woman. So we have decided, we met for lunch yesterday. We were just talking about dreams and it almost felt like a mentorship. I don't know that that was either of our intentions, but I just felt so much that she was speaking into my life and just encouraging me. And you call it champion. I call it cheerleader. (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) Uh, By the end of it, we talked for two hours. And by the end of it, we just had this idea that we should do this video series talking about real life struggles and giving people, I'm not going to give too much away because number one, I still don't know exactly what we're going to do. And number two, because I do want people to tune in because I think it's so important to find a community that is going to cheer for you and have your back. That's exactly what we want to do. We just want to, our, let's say target market, which is, we're not selling anything, but just the people that we want to listen to us are people who are going through everyday struggles. So we're coming from completely different points of life. She is a mom. She's an established business owner. She is married. I am single, um, no kids, still not sure where my career is going to go. So, but both of us want to inspire people and we want to empower people. And I think that there is a lot of value in seeing two sides of the story, you know, two, two different, completely different life paths, essentially, or um, seasons of life. I am so excited about it because one thing that I am so passionate about is making, no, I shouldn't say making because I don't have that power. We all have the power within us, but just encouraging people that they can chase their dreams they can live the life that they want to live they can find joy they can find worthiness all of those things wherever they're at i have struggled to put something like this together for so long because i sometimes feel like i don't have my life together how could i have the audacity to speak into other people's lives if i don't even have that and that's just like the biggest absolute biggest lie so basically i told her that and she was like okay when are we starting okay this sunday so it's that's literally how fast it happened and i couldn't be more grateful for her accountability through this and i'm excited to see how it grows you can sit with us. 
<laughs> That's a Mean Girls reference. Oh, okay. Sweet. See? I gave you a mean, uh, movie reference that you didn't There you know. go. <laughs> okay, it's story time now. I don't know why I went into the catacombs for this, but I did, and I'm delighted. It's completely random. So for, for those of you who remember turn-of-the-century mall punk, that stuff that Green Day won't admit they are, that, that mall punk that Blink-182 is the epitome of with other bands like Lit and Sum 41, Eve 6, Good Charlotte, that, you know, turn of the century. Uh, something about bubblegum woes and teenage angst and confusion and, and bullshit meeting loud AF guitars and catchy melodies was just wonderful. And yet everyone involved wanted to be punk so bad later on that it quickly gave way to shame. High school. Well, it was in high school that I met and opened up for a band called Naked Flubber. I would go to see them at the Registry, the Bowling Alley, the Walper, anywhere they were playing. I listened to their CD endlessly. And a year and a half into things, this working class group of high school students from Grand River Collegiate signed to a management group and changed their name to Since 84, later adding a rhythm guitarist, which is fine. They're still Naked Flubber to me. Anyway, what was really funny was this girl, Ashley, who was in my class at my high school at the time, Rez, roughly 2002, the daughter of the management group, Rich, fuck, or whoever. She was promoting their showcase barbecue pool party thing. A bunch of people, including myself, couldn't make it. You know, something about graduating, and I guess not a lot of people showed up. And she let loose with the most vile, whiny torrent. Like, you all had the chance to see our band before they made it famous. Now you'll never see them again. How dare you ungrateful assholes. And right there, I was like, if you like them that much, they're yours. Have fun with that attitude. Anyway, the group eventually called it quits. Jimmy quit. Joey got married. That whole thing. And I did get to see them reform for a one-off show in 2008. And they were never tighter. But what I'm going to play now is not a tune that Since 84 recorded that they never released, I think, that I know of. This is from their 2001 EP, Naked and Loving It. Please give it up for Naked Flubber with the song Oops, She Did It Again. Here's my girlfriend 
Yeah, I'd like to speak to... Uh, they say you can't sit with us. I'm saying you can. Oh. Maybe that's why you didn't get get it. You, you not only made a killer reference, but you <laughs> turned it on its head and, and like it served uh, uh, a really cool... Over my head. Yeah. Because I'm in... <laughs> Um, well, one thing that occurred to me is I, I'd like to speak with the person who wrote the book on what having your stuff together is. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd just be like, who, what are your qualifications, <laughs> Mr. Motherfucker? It's yeah, it's um, true. But also, uh, I'm curious, is there like an idea of what the interact, like the what's the literal interaction going to be between Good question. the audience of this and yeah. you like is it are they just going to see it on social media and yeah, like it that's how we'll start so i think right now just because i don't think either of us are comfortable with editing it's literally going to be raw material like yeah, yeah. all mistakes anything we're just going to go straight through and and post as is so i think probably right now we'll start on both of our social media so probably igtv on instagram yeah. and then possibly youtube and go from there i've never made a plan and executed so quickly so <laughs> it's and we'll see how it evolves oh Mouse in the car. Oh <laughs> Let's, my gosh. So if, oh my gosh. For listeners of the last episode, um, <sighs> you asked me if it, you could swear on the show. And I remember, I don't remember hearing a curse word. And I managed to get one out of Amanda Muse and other people who might not be known for cursing all the time. My cat, when you were on the at last episode, jumped up on the table oh as gosh. at the at the tail end of our record last time. Yeah. You were freaked out. Yeah, I don't right, love rightfully cats. so. And, and of course, the abruptness of one just appearing in front of you, like having yeah. ran, ran up to you, yeah. just unexpected, mm-hmm. could have spilt your drink if you had one. And <laughs> you said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you were genuinely freaked out and you summoned, oh, my gosh. Or right, added on to the friends. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the cat just attacked me. <laughs> Like you were edited for PBS, like <laughs> yippee Mr. Falcon. And I was just like, what just happened? If it were me, I would have been like, fucking shit. <laughs> Actually do. It's funny because I think I do have a potty mouth. I just, I don't know for whatever reason, not that I'm being fake, but because of the whole Miss Oktoberfest role, I've just been trained to... <laughs> Okay, I don't like, I don't, I I don't cut this out because I want people to hear this, but I, I not trained. That's not the word. You've been, you've been, you've been born identity. It's just, you would never swear (laughs) on television or in front of a group of people at a gala. Right. So I guess I have trained myself to speak a certain way when I know people are listening. Let's put it that way. It's just, you don't have to be ashamed of that. It's just like muscle memory. I don't ever want people to think I don't ever, this is good that people are hearing this, but I don't ever want people to think that I'm trained and am one person on social media versus another person behind social media, because that is not true. I, my whole brand is based on being real and keeping it real. So that is, I don't see that changing ever. The thing is, uh, Stuart style. (laughs) I think it's with anything when, when, when you practice something for so long, it becomes a natural part of you as I definitely swore when the mouse was in my car okay yeah yeah I the cat I said oh my gosh when yeah. I saw this freaking mouse in my car I definitely swore it was like I still can't believe it happened and 
apparently it's normal. I had, <laughs> I had multiple mechanics message me and say, oh yeah, like we get people bring in their cars every year with mice in them. Or one guy said, yeah, I found squirrels before. Yeah. If I'm telling you, like if I would have found, if I, if, <laughs> if I would have found a squirrel in my car, I would have burned it there, there. And then it would have been done for the car. No, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I might've been slightly <laughs> dramatic when I saw the mouse, but yeah, it wasn't moving. That's why I was able to take a video of it. I'm like, I opened the door and I'm like, okay, well I can't take my eyes off of it and it's yeah. just chilling there. So I wasn't going to touch it. Yeah. First things first, Instagram. Well, I think <laughs> if, if you're able to touch, to have a thought of touching your phone, I have to be happy knowing that like, there's a certain level of grief that grief that's off you when yeah. you can have that thought. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it was far enough away from me. If it would have been on my leg or something. Yeah. <laughs> no chance. Like no, no one's reaching out their fo- for their phone to say like, I just found out my wife's cheating on me. Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? like oh my gosh. Who posts in that moment? You're, you can't so be that morbid. sad. Well, you <laughs> like, never know. Some people might want to live through that with, a community, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, the the mouse is out of the bag, as they say, yeah, oh in those gosh. moments. I don't even, yeah. <laughs> oh, <Sorry. laughs> cringe, goosebumps. Not even shivers. Mickey Mouse. You can't like fuck no. Mickey Mouse. Oh I my don't. gosh, no. That, you should have seen the tail on this thing. It was long. Oh yeah. Yeah, awful, awful, awful. Have you heard how like sometimes? Oh my like, gosh, please don't. I don't even know what you're gonna say, but it sounds <laughs> disgusting. It's called a rat king. Yep. Segue. That was the moment where Todd made the joke that <laughs> invited Sandra to never be on the podcast <laughs> again, uh, and Todd was very sorry. No way. I'm coming to none of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Book your three flights now. <laughs> Last song this episode. Uh, if you've listened to all of them, you've probably heard Glenna Garamone on this podcast before. If you can't get enough, please, again, support the artist. It's available on the internet. This is Glenna Garamone from the album Sea Sky Star Song. The song is Rain in the Autumn. <laughs> You've got yourself covered 
swear word of the ones that you that you would use if you do oh my gosh i don't know i'm having such a hard time swearing what is my problem i do i swear a lot i swear i swear like okay multiple times a day fuck it would be my swear word okay oh you can't even (laughs) put that in oh my gosh i've heard that before but um (laughs) sandra say okay say say bit bitch no whoa see (laughs) you did it but without having to go all the way okay say say shit shit (laughs) good good we're getting there shit is less offensive i usually yeah it's on tv now here's the thing about network tv i'm okay with swearing about them I, i mean i'm okay with using swear words but there has to be a purpose for me it's not just it's not just in my vocabulary you know like if I'm trying to emphasize something or if I'm angry, then it's appropriate. But if I'm just talking, I don't know. It just almost feels forced to me yeah, yeah. personally. It, it, it's yeah. become unnatural. Yeah. And so that's why even when I just said that, I'm like, Ugh, I don't like how that <laughs> rolls off the tongue. <laughs> because it doesn't roll anymore. Yeah. It's a square wheel. Yeah. It doesn't it's, work. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't even think I need practice. Like I said, I, I swear all the time. You can ask my family and friends, but yeah, like I think just, I don't know. Was there an era in your life? I, I, I want to know if it was like mine. Was there an era where like you hadn't sworn before and then like, you're like you and your friends would swear in front of you. Like it's just cause it's so taboo yeah. when you're a child. Yeah. 
And then you go into like early adolescence and you, you're like, I want to watch these movies and listen to this music with yeah. swear words in them. And it's like this magical, really yeah, cool I thing. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember it. I don't remember right. that phase of my life. But So you don't remember if, if you went through that phase or not? No, I don't remember oh, wow. that phase. I remember being on tour though, like playing professionally. And I don't know if it's athletes or tennis players or just the people I was hanging out with, but they swear like sailors. So I would always come back from trips and have to really watch, like depending on who I was around, right? Yeah. This is, we're getting philosophical about swearing here, but. You don't need to take it because I'm anyone special, but. I want good things for you and I want you to take those fall downs in stride and I want everyone to see what you're doing with the unnamed as of yet <laughs> project. What are your final thoughts? I just went long winded again. Yeah, I'm excited is really all I have to say. I don't know what the future holds and it's kind of a really you weird should. place. Everyone it's, else does. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird place to be in though when you have such a structured life. Structured meaning you know what your role is, you know, and what your job entails and what your relationship looks like. And now it seems like everything's kind of fallen away. So newly out of a very long-term relationship. Miss Oktoberfest has ended. Um, I want to add things like do different things with my career and, and just speak life into people and, and really encourage and empower people. But I don't know what that looks like yet. So it's really scary, but at the same time, very exciting because yeah. like I said at the beginning, what I'm most excited about is that I get to now choose. I am in control of what I do and I wouldn't want it any other way. I wouldn't want someone else dictating what my day or what my year looks like. So yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to next steps in this project with Tiffany that I'm super, super excited about. You guys should follow along. Sandra Dinka on Instagram. Shameless plug. <laughs> this, this is a Tiffany who said to Sandra, I think we're not alone now. <laughs> Get it? Is that, am I, am I dating myself 80s? There? I think, I think we're, we're alone, alone now. Yeah, yeah. Tiffany, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, you got me to swear and sing. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, if I can ask one thing of, of any of the people who, who listen to this who don't know anything about this show, uh, first of all, let me apologize for anything you didn't like. Oh my gosh. And, and also, if you're... Please consider this time around um, mentioning even just like a small word about like the host wasn't that bad either. He tried too hard to be funny, but I found some stuff funny. Um, just something <laughs> to let me so know that you gave a shit about the show. Hard but, um, on yourself. I'm not good at closing either, so I'll just say... Have a great day. You guys are awesome. Go chase your dreams. And check your car. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show. Starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music in the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Mackie Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at Todd Donald Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, 
please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends. Thank you.